This word patriarchy is such a tired word, and yet it still carries so much of what we need to know and understand about the style of consciousness in the Western world, about patriarchal consciousness. And so today, Caitlin Turner helps guide us through some questions that we've probably all found ourselves asking at some point or another. Primarily, what are we even talking about when we talk about the patriarchy? Caitlin works as a corporate communications coach and as a personal depth coach. In her private practice, she helps clients invite all parts of themselves home and helps them lead their lives from a place of embodied knowing. Working to disentangle oppressive internalized systems, using parts integration, and developing rituals are some of her favorite ways of exploring belonging. I'm so honored that she's here on the podcast today, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so glad we get to have this conversation today. Me too, Vanya. Yeah. This is so fun. I know you're coming in with a question that I think probably a lot of us wonder about, and I would love to hear it and, and talk about it with you. Yes, I'm so excited to get more of your insight. And it's been something I've heard you talk about quite a bit. But what's been percolating with me is... What are we talking about when we talk about patriarchy? Mm -hmm. It's, I know you've mentioned before, it's a tired word. It's hard to sometimes even say because we don't know exactly what is meant depending on who says it. Yeah. Can I ask you, what do you think it means when you say patriarchy or hear that word What comes to mind for you? Sort of this embedded, so many embedded systems. It's even hard for me to disentangle. When I say patriarchy, I mean the way that I've been conditioned to think about my body, the way that I've been conditioned to think about how others perceive me, the way I work, the way I relate, all of these things are connected to interwoven systems that seem deeply embedded within this term patriarchy. Yeah. So it's, it's very multifaceted. It's, it's extremely layered. And I think I I see it in every level of my life. Hmm. And, and yet I'm also frustrated with the term. Yeah. Because it, it often doesn't feel like it it helps us know. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe because it's so rampant, it's so embedded culturally that it's not clearly seen, if that yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'll tell you a few thoughts that I have. Of course, people have all kinds of ideas about patriarchy and what it is and where it came from and where it's going. But I'll tell you some of the thoughts that how I think of it in my 
yeah, and what I've learned about it in my research and studies and, and life. I think of patriarchy as a hierarchical system of power over. And just to be clear, I'm not the only one that thinks of it that way. A lot of people do. It's a hierarchical system of power over. So when we talk about patriarchy, we're talking about a framework that says everything is hierarchical and therefore some things have to be higher and some things have to be lower. Some things have to be above and more powerful and exert that power over what is, you know, below. It, it requires this kind of framework and this can be infused, like you said, in all the parts of our lives, right? Because it becomes mm -hmm. sort of part of our, it's a consciousness, it's a way of being. So patriarchal mm -hmm. consciousness is a way of being in the world that's about hierarchy and invariably because of that, uh, singularity or this sort of monolithic, monotheistic kind of thinking where there's one way that's better, there's one way that's higher, whether that's about religious ideas or about ideas how, of what health means or what body type people should have or how much water you should drink. I mean, like you said, it's everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. That part of patriarchal consciousness is the hierarchy and with that idea, the... Um, the ideal, the one way, that's mm -hmm. also a big part of patriarchal consciousness. And I agree with you, this word is so tired and pervasive, and it can even um, be so pervasive that we might have a hard time imagining that there are other styles of consciousness besides mm. the patriarchal one, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think even in any any sector that you're looking at, even in look at the business world or capitalism, there's this belief, deeply embedded belief that the only way to live is with someone at the top, someone leading, and someone lower down, someone learning. Mm -hmm. And I think there's this argument that people make that there's healthy ways to do that. But this is the only way. You still have to subscribe to a power over hierarchy, even if they wouldn't use that language. Um, but it does seem, it does seem like this is the only way we think about things societally. Yeah. Which to come to think of it, that's one of the foundational aspects of patriarchal consciousness is that there's one way. And so, of course, right. we think that this is the one and only way. Right? It makes right. sense. We're not trained in multiplicity, mm. you know, and that's actually one of the uh, very powerful acts of revolt or rebellion to patriarchal consciousness is to cultivate a multiplicity sensibility, like a way of seeing things um, as multiple rather than just as one thing. It's just a powerful way to challenge patriarchal consciousness that is constantly trying to or has indoctrinated us to think of life as this hierarchical um, model that has the ideal or the one way set out for us. And you notice how then our lives become so easily about 
questing to fulfill that one way. Mm-hmm. And usually that one way is somewhere ahead of us and above us. Mm-hmm. And it's on a linear path, right? And we're going to get there as fast as possible. This is the part of that setup, that framework that keeps us in that one way of being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the question we're getting to is, what does another way look like? Yeah. And even as I ask that, it's interesting that before you just shared, I was thinking in this, well, there's another way. I was still thinking in uh-huh. the singular. <laughs> Beautiful insight. Yes. Right. I think, you know, to pause at this, at this insight, you just arrived at as you were thinking, what's the other way, right? Mm-hmm. What's the other one <laughs> way is that what I've noticed as so many of us try to uh, challenge this hierarchical system of power over, whether that's in our own internal landscapes or in the external world, in our political systems, in our educational systems, in our religious systems, you know, that it can be very easy to simply replace the categories Mm. of hierarchy. Um, So, for example, instead of patriarchy, we'll have matriarchy. (laughs) Instead of spirit, we'll have matter, you know, these big ways but also in the minutiae of our days, like, oh, instead of uh, trying to gain salvation from this sky father, I'm going to try to gain um, health from my therapist. <laughs> or, you right. know, that there's a big shadow in, for example, wellness and therapeutic culture where Mm -hmm. now my goal is to be as healthy as possible, whatever that means, or as enlightened as possible in the the spiritual sense, or as healthy as possible in the physical sense. And I'm going to do this particular program because that's the thing that is going to bring me closer to the ideal. That's what we're talking Mm -hmm. about, is ways to approximate the one ideal. So I'm not going to be silent anymore. I'm going to tell my truth can so easily become I always have to say everything I'm thinking to everyone all around me or I'm not being authentic. Do you see how that just replace that replaces a punishing God? We replace our punishing gods. Oh, if I am not going to serve the God that makes me be silent or serve mm-hmm. patriarchal consciousness that then my then I have to always be saying everything that's my truth as loud as I can or I'm not being authentic and I'm falling short of the ideal. What we're trying mm-hmm. to say is sometimes this and sometimes that. Mm-hmm. The magic of sometimes. The magic of sometimes. That's cultivating multiplicity. So even when mm-hmm. we talk about hierarchy, we don't have to do the work of saying Never hierarchy. It's never part of nature. It's never part of our... No, sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Do we want it to be the foundational framework of our whole way of being in the world at the exclusion of all the other ways of being? That's a question we're asking. Right. Right? So all that to say that 
we need to be aware of that framework and how easy it can be to replace the ideal, to serve a different punishing God, mm-hmm. while all the while not actually touching patriarchal consciousness in us and in our world. If we simply replace the categories within that hierarchical framework, mm-hmm. we're not actually subverting patriarchal consciousness if we remain in that hierarchy and in that sort of singularity way of thinking right. mm-hmm. yeah I'm thinking about specifically the therapeutic world or internal work that I so often feel like well that's not the healthiest thing that I could do or that's not healthier yeah and I part of this part of this work is to let all things belong, as you would say, right? That's right. To say, well, sometimes I'm kind of a bitch. Yep. (laughs) And sometimes I'm really kind and generous. Yeah. (laughs) But to, to to let yourself not be prescribed to uh, the ideal. That's right. The ultimate. And... During our day to bring attention to all the places, because there are probably many places in all of our days where we come up against an ideal, unconsciously even, that we think, oh, I I should have done that rather than this, or that Mm -hmm. just to start to pay attention with care to those places and add a little bit of magic there, like sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything belongs, like curiosity, and they're small acts, but they help sort of reach patriarchal consciousness in that cellular level of our days, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're coming into those small cell, if you imagine our consciousness in these cellular moments, do you know what I'm saying? We're kind yeah. of going there and we're saying, actually, here is where it starts. Here, I think... This one way of being is the best one, even though it's not what my body and my heart and mind are guiding me towards right now. Here is where that violence can begin of othering, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm really tired, but it's but good, successful people don't take a nap during the day, you know? For, right. And... And I challenge that and I just soften it a little bit. And I just invite the possibility that that a nap, a well-placed nap can be a powerful spiritual practice, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it isn't, it can just be a delight, right? And it can be exactly <laughs> what my being needs. And um, as we do that, we're challenging that ideal and introducing more possibilities. Mm. Thinking about th- this idea of the violence of othering and how it, it seems very connected to the way that parts of us have been exiled or we've been separated from in order to be the good girl or the nice person. And I'm just thinking on a systemic level so much of of the pain in the world comes from 
the casting out parts of ourselves and therefore casting out others who don't fit into what is good or right or best or healthy. And I'm just thinking about that even on a, even with some of like the therapeutic and psychological language we'll use Hmm. around, oh, that person's toxic or (laughs) what a toxic idea or, you know, some of these um, ways that we reject the whole, even though what we're saying is, oh, some part of that message or some part of that way that person engaged with me didn't feel good to this part of me. And we tend to go into the all or nothing, into that thinking that's very much about the the one option. The, the one, one option, way. right. So if we don't want toxicity, then it's positivity. And if something isn't positive... Or I only want presence and mindfulness. And so anything that's distracting or numbing is automatically bad. Well, I don't think that's true personally, right? And the, right. There, again, it's all about our knowing in the moment and discernment in the moment. Sometimes a little bit of distraction is a beautiful thing, in my mm. opinion, right? But see how you, we can get, yeah, into that othering that is all part of that framework of hierarchy and the other thing about patriarchal consciousness is that there's a clear divide between what is good quote unquote and what is bad this is Mm -hmm. part of that severance which is what you're getting at right at the heart of patriarchal consciousness is othering because we've decided what is good and what is bad there's a big line drawn in the center of our conscious collective consciousness that says this this light is good this side is bad and we know that in this particular iteration of hierarchy what's good historically what has been good maleness whiteness lightness growth ascension transcendence masculinity Mm. we could go on Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, on the shadow, on the other side, that's othered female femininity, <clears throat> matter, darkness, decay, regression, slowness. And we could go on here, too. Right. But that th- this divide is so strong in our own psyches and in our collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say one more thing about this othering. And just to Mm -hmm. point out that in patriarchal consciousness that relies on hierarchical power over things like racism, homophobia, sexism, transphobia, they're not footnotes or peripheral. They're foundational to that way of being. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. necessary. They're not a side ornament. Do you know what I'm saying? that this system relies on this kind of power over and othering subjugation, Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. And so transgression is required. These -hmm. are things we have to face and transgress to find a different way. 
because they're at the heart of it. They're, they're pillars that hold it up. So I just mm-hmm. think that's good to say and name because, again, it's not an accidental thing. It's critical. It's foundational to what sustains patriarchal consciousness. Mm-hmm. I just have to tell you what came to mind when you were talking about, yeah, this this way of thinking was I, after Trump got elected and all of those women's marches went around the country, maybe around the world, and everyone was wearing the futurist female shirts, uh-huh. you know? I mean, I probably had it written somewhere too. Yeah. And I just remember this friend who was also, I don't know if they were marching or not, but they insistently, like almost a few times a week during that season, they wore a shirt that said, the future is Uh non-binary. And I always think about that because Uh that's, that feels like a a truer story, as you would say, (laughs) right? Like, how do we move into the non-binary? Yeah. Both systemically personally and accepting others you know yeah beautiful yeah again challenging that um idea that what we're gonna do is replace who's in charge right but rather to really be curious about finding new ways of being Mm -hmm. right so One idea that we want to challenge is that patriarchy is the way it's always been and the way it's always going to be, right? Is that something Mm -hmm. that you hear a lot or the sense? Yes. Yeah. The human nature, Mm -hmm. it's just human nature. It's science. It's biological. It's biological, (laughs) right? And along with that comes the othering, the violence, the war mentality, right? It's just how it is. There was this movement archetypally, mythologically, that happened where those ways of being that imagined life in a more, it seems like, a more holistic way, that those ways of being were pushed out and defeated by these other ways of being. And along with them, with their exile, we also saw the exile of ways of knowing Mm. that weren't so linear, were more circular, that weren't so severed, that were more uh, inclusive of um, the descent. I have so many more questions <laughs> around this. I'm like, I want, I want to understand more about these cultures that, that knew in different ways than we know. But I know we need to wrap up. So, um, And let me just say... Some cultures have never forgotten, Mm. and some traditions have never forgotten. We're talking about Western consciousness. Right. Oh, that's a good point. We're talking about Western consciousness, and for us, these things were cast away. And we have beautiful teachers and places to remember to, to, to remember, right? We've been dismembered from these parts of ourselves and we can remember. That's mm-hmm. why Christine Downing, a beautiful mythologist, says when we remember 
Well, let me back up a little. Um, Merlin Stone wrote this book where she said, um, at the beginning, God was a woman. Do you remember? And Christine mm-hmm. Downing says, to remember would be to remember ourselves. That's what she's talking about, isn't it? Because now we're going to replace God for goddess. Or that right. we're going to seek to be the way we were. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not, I don't think, the dream, <laughs> Right? is to replace this with that. Right. The, 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 the work there is to remember that there are other possibilities. Mm. That's the not so much to then say, let's bring matriarchy back. Mm. But to say, oh, wow, if, if that existed, there are other ways of being and there were things to remember. And and things to integrate with the way we are now, mm. right? All right. the things. Yeah. yeah. We can look to the past to remember that there are other ways of being and knowing. And also right here, more than human nature and our bodies are always teaching us about what we are and what we're made mm-hmm. of, right? Mm. That such a powerful teacher, reflection, guide, mentor to look at the natural world and all the things that are happening there, Mm -hmm. that sometimes this, sometimes that. And the idea is about right relationship. It's about the the ecology of of any system. Mm -hmm. Great teacher. And also the new sciences. Complexity theory, systems theory, we won't get to it into it right now, but we see this happening in the sciences as well. In other words, that coming from that Newtonian idea of everything is solid and separate mm-hmm. and remembering, remembering for us in the West that everything is interconnected, that, that things are responsive and live in relationship to other things and are more than the sum of its parts. That's Mm. science, right? That's science. And it's teaching us something about ourselves that we have forgotten in the West. And I've heard the phrase, you know, the goddess is returning through the new sciences. And I think that's Mm -hmm. just amazing and true. The ways of being we're looking for, we we can find in all these different places, in the natural world, in our dreams, in our psyches, in our mythologies, in our stories, and in science. There's a lot of way, there are a lot of ways that we're going to remember that there are more ways of being. Beautiful. It's so much of dipping back into our body, nature, it's already here. I like that you said that. We're, yeah. We already have what we need to live in these ways. Our bodies know. That's right. And so, so often the work is is to find out the barriers, right? What's keeping us from listening to our bodies? What's keeping us from listening to nature and our knowing? Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here for this conversation. And Caitlin and I plan on continuing this conversation 
and asking more questions like, what are the specific examples of different ways of being um, other than the patriarchal way? And um, yeah, so if you have questions you'd like us to talk about around this topic, please feel free to send those in. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe or follow and rate and review uh, the podcast and share with a friend. Uh, that'd be wonderful. And again, I'd like to thank Caitlin Turner for helping me produce this podcast and also for uh, guiding us in some of these important questions today in this conversation. All right, I'll meet you here next time. Mm-hmm.